monkeys do this. It's the way that kids get their parents' attention when the parents aren't paying attention to them. No, come stop on. Stop it. God damn it. Stop. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so okay. let's so, yeah. record the intro now. Just so what is Milkless. Because we, I think we start with the name. Two dads. We love our kids. But then we also need them to know that we're like pretty cool and it's not like a wimpy podcast. So, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Milkless. Hey, welcome. Hey. Hey, hey, Milkless. Call the audience, Milkless. What's up, Milkless? <laughs> Matt and Max coming at you. What if that's it? <laughs> How's our first take? On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about whining. It's the fucking worst, man. How do we get less of it in a way that's maybe also kind of like good for our kids? Uh, we're going to try to figure it out. Here we go. All right, Matt, today we are talking about whining. Probably the most, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Like basically, oh God. it is designed to absolutely be grating. You know, that sound he makes in Dumb and Dumber, I feel like is based on a whine. Yeah, 100%. And, and whining is the most annoying sound. It's actually been proven. And let's just get into a couple studies to kind of round us out here before we dive in. So one- Round this out before we dive in. I like it. Yeah. You make a good splash that way. You know, that you, let's put on a motivational poster. Yeah. <laughs> let's round it out before we dive in. Sorry, I'm fucking up your, your flow. So 26 parents, 33 non-parents. Ask them to do simple problems, math problems, while listening to various human sounds. I think they heard like a table saw, really annoying sounds. But the whining was the most distracting, even more than like infants crying. More than um, actual crying. Oh, yeah. And, and monkeys do this. Baby monkeys understand that the, this annoying sound of like a higher pitched, whiny sort of cry gets a faster response from the mother, even in public, because the rhesus monkeys know that it is so annoying to everybody else that they attend to their crying, whining infants faster when there were other people around. They're like apologizing to the zoo patrons. They're like, I'm sorry, guys. I know this is fucking <laughs> Yeah. Kids having a moment. So... You can't just ignore it yeah. because it is scientifically designed through millions of years of evolution to elicit a fast response from the parent. Yeah. So what is the goal here? Because I can't handle it, to be honest. We're getting a lot of whining these days and I don't um, always handle it that well. <laughs> I don't fucking like it, man. I, and I can't figure out why. I mean, I, it's kind of nice to know that it's so biologically just like engineered to fucking wind you up because- I'm surprised by how quickly it's frustrating, but I, have, I always have a hard time putting my finger on why I'm immediately so pissed off. It's just, it's nature. And it also doesn't feel good when, when you're doing that good thing, you're being that good parent that you want to be. And then, you know, you get that wine and it just, it does something to you. And even if I'm, I'm going to do a fake wine, okay, even though you know a fake wine is coming here, just tell me how it makes you feel. <sighs> oh, man. Daddy, come on. No, I don't want to. Did you say Matt, Daddy? <laughs> that was horrifying. I said Matt at first. I was like, <laughs> You switched yeah, into character. I well, probably... I'd say that part of it was pretty grating. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what I mean? It just, it's so it's so fucking rough. Even hearing it come out of my mouth, it's just like, yeah. it is disgusting. Do you, does it ever feel to you like... Because you were talking about when you're doing that good dad thing, when you really feel like you're in the zone and you're taking good care of him, and then you get the wine, it feels like an accusation almost, or like you are not taking care of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's I think, and it's like no, you're so fucking fine. But then also all this weird baggage shit gets dragged up with it. Like 
you know, I start to feel like a 1950s dad is like, you don't know how good you have it. Uh-huh. Like you're whining about this. That's not something to watch. Sure. So like, we're going to talk about some strategies today on how to deal with it. I think we both have a few strategies that work for us when we're doing that good thing. But I think it's good to just lay it down that it is normal to literally have your blood boil when you hear that sound. If not, you are likely about to like commit a mass murder or something. <laughs> it's, yeah, you're like, if it doesn't fire you up, you're a bit of a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. It also seems to be just really, really pervasive with kids. It just seems to be, I mean, are there, are there even kids that don't sometimes drop a wine on you? I mean, I don't. It just feels like instinctual. And then, and then you did some research, you looked into it. A lot of the stuff is just all about how to get it to stop happening. Yeah. I was bummed out because what I was looking for was like, the psychology of whining. Like, why do people whine? So all of my searches were like, what, you know, what is the motivation behind whining, whatever. And everything that came back was just like how to stop your kid from whining. Sorry, this is probably, this is a bit of a soapbox, but I think that like so often when there's a behavior we don't like, the thought is like, how do we stop the behavior? When the thought should be like, why is the behavior happening? Because there's always a reason for it. And if you can understand the reason and help the kid like, you know, meet that need, whatever it is. And like, best of all, like learn to meet it themselves. Then ultimately the behavior goes away, but you know what I mean? It's like, we're so focused on the behavior. We don't like think that much about why. Yeah. I mean, in American culture, we're very problem solution, you know, let's pathologize this and what's the pill, Yeah, you know, proverbially or physically. And and here's the thing. It's just like everything we say, what's going to come down to is it's, not a, there is no one size fits all solution. And there's going to be some things that might sound like horrible solutions, but may actually work in certain things. For example, there was a New York Times Times article that said three things. One, ignore. (laughs) I like your New York Times voice. Yeah. Ignore the behavior. Okay. We'll get into like maybe how that could work and also how that could be totally toxic and bad for the kid. Uh, Identify ahead of time. And then beat them at their own game. This grandfather would like whine right back at them. What does identify ahead of time mean? Basically exactly what you said. See what is causing that whining behavior. Okay. So I thought identify ahead of time was like meet the need before they even start whining. Yeah, that. That's what that means? Like basically see it coming. That to me, like that's fucking, that's like, you know what the best strategy is in basketball is you just make all your shots all the time. That's not helpful. Like, come on. Yeah, but also this reminds me of something that you've helped me with. Identify ahead of time, like you're about to feel that you're getting mad. Try to identify those cues so you can off gas. Mm-hmm. You know, like here's what we're talking about. You know, you know when my kids whine? When I'm doing distracted parenting, I'm on my phone, I'm answering an email. Just give me a sec, give me a sec. Dad. And then it, I can feel it coming, but I ignore it because I'm like, just, just let me finish this. Just let me finish this. Yeah. Oh, Dad. Yeah. And then that's when I go nuts here. I mean, if a kid whines and you're being that great parent, it's easy to deflect. It's when you're kind of like, you almost don't even see it coming. Yeah. And then that's when I explode on them. And then it's like, oh, now I feel bad. So identify ahead of time is like, no, the early warning signs that are the progression to like proper whining. That that kind of makes some sense, I guess. To your point, you said that a need isn't being met. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think that like you hit on, I did eventually find some things that were about the motivations for whining. Because whining is something that can be used for some people into adulthood. It takes on a different form. Yeah. I heard this one guy, he said, uh, negativity is fossilized whining. Oof. Which is a fucking cool way to think about it. That like somebody who never is able to like check that behavior as a kid becomes 
it can become a negative adult who feels generally victimized by the world. Yeah. Or those like constant complainers. Where yeah. It's like, that's kind of their thing. Yeah. It's just like, let's just complain. And you know what they don't do? Change anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're the ones that like you give advice to and they just you keep having the same conversation. And then, yeah. Anyways, one of the things that you hit on with the like the phone parenting or the whatever the form of distracted parenting is, is one of the main reasons that kids whine is that they just feel like they don't have your attention. Because mm-hmm. there's times when like my daughter will be like, I'm thirsty. And it's like, baby, you've been getting your own water for years. There's this thing. I, I don't. I'm maybe speaking out of turn, but it may be like a dated theory, but this idea of pinging that kids kind of orient themselves around their parents in some way. So throughout the day, they'll just ping you. Does that make sense? Like a, like a sonar and they kind of like that it's kind of a check-in for them that like puts their feet on the ground. And if they're pinging you and you're on your phone, then that like fucks them up. Yeah. And so they might just choose something totally arbitrary to whine about just for the reason that they don't have your attention. No, 100%. And I think that that happens, let, let's say, 50-50. 50% of the time, I'm causing the whining because I'm on my phone or distracted mm-hmm. and ignoring these semi-obvious warning signs. And you can feel that, that whine escalating. Hey, Dad. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad. 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 And then it just goes and then something not good happens. Just you doing that. I I'm a little pissed off now. (laughs) But then there's another one where you are being good. And this is the one that I actually do believe in the quote, ignore. There's an age right around two and a half, three and a half. They'll just whine when they have your attention. Mm -hmm. And I think their needs are being met. And in those ones, what I say, and tell me if you disagree, I say, you know what? It's a little tricky for me to understand you you when you talk like that. You say it a little bit of a nicer way. I can't really understand what you're saying. And so, oh, can you get me water? And then I jump around like a court jester. Sure, of course, I can get you water. Just to kind of like, yeah, I, 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 it's a little bit weird to kind of be like, can you say it good? But by doing that a few times. But it's, see, the only, like, I, all right, I'm going to split hairs. Yeah, please. I, I don't think I have a problem with, with the concept in general. I don't think I've said it that nicely. I've said like, sure. you're going to have to ask me that in a different voice. Right. I wouldn't tell them that like, I can't understand you just because you can. Like, I don't want to kind of like make up a workaround. You know what I mean? It's because that's kind of like avoiding the confrontation of it almost. I'm really splitting the hairs here. Yeah. But what about this? Like, what if they like kind of whine and tell you, get me water. I, what I would say is like, oh, can you ask me to get you water? I, I, it feels a little like gatekeepy, but- that's how all of our kids are very polite. But I'm not yelling at them. You better say it nice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, bud, I'm having a hard time. Is there a way you can ask me to get you water? Yeah, I think that's the way to handle it. Because you don't, yeah, you don't want to respond to the wine, but you do want to help them meet their needs. Sometimes it's still, the answer is still like, you know where the water is. Yeah. But this situation that you're describing to me was another of the kind of like big category of motivations that seems to motivate whining. And there's kind of a physical aspect to it. And then there's like an emotional aspect to it. So the physical aspect to it, have you ever heard that? Like, um, I think it's maybe an Alcoholics Anonymous thing, but I could be wrong about that. Halt. Don't make decisions if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Mm-hmm. And I think it also applies to your children. Yeah. So I think that like a lot of times when I am actually doing a good job and I get the wine, she's just fucking tired. Exhausted. Or she's yeah. just so thirsty. She's like, I can't even make it out of this chair to go get my water. And tied to that is a feeling of, and this is, I think the other big thing that goes into it is like a feeling of helplessness. Yeah. 
in terms of like an ability to solve the problem, basically. Yeah. Whether that helplessness is actual or just perceived because they're too sleepy. I guess it's like, am I an asshole? If even if they're exhausted, I expect them to ask me. No. I don't even make them say please. I just don't like being told for me to, to get them things. Yeah. If they're like, get me water. If I yell back, we don't talk like that. Then that's a whole dad. But if I'm like, Hey bud, like, you know, can you ask me? Yeah. They will ask. And then they'll be like, even if they're tired, they'll be like, can you get me water? I just don't like being told what to do. Yeah. I'm not their slave. Yeah. And I'll jump around. I'll get them anything they want, but you got to ask. I think that's, that's great. I think that's the way to do it. And then the wine though, but I, here's the thing. I know what you mean that when I am being that great dad and then I get the wine, of course, she's like totally asked out. The three-year-old's just like wrecked. Yeah. It's like, I want water. <laughs> and even if I say like, okay, can you ask her back? Can you give me water? I So I do think the helpful thing about knowing that there's like the like a physical thing happening probably just of exhaustion and or hunger is the other big one. And like there's the feeling of helplessness is some of the guidance I read just said like start by just naming what's going on actually. Exactly. The thing you told me. Or are you having a hard time? Yeah, you're having a hard time. Your yeah. thing, you told me that in episode two. I say that, I'm getting like goosebumps. That has changed my parenting in a massive way. That's fucking wild. That's so cool. I was read, meeting a lot of stuff with like head on Pavlov's dog. I can't understand you. Bitter to do. Maybe with the first child. Sorry, bud. <laughs> but like as you know, I've got older, it's like, okay, with our three-year-old now, it's like, you having a hard time? You know, you need a hug? Just to kind of. Because here's the thing. I don't want to justify bad behavior. No. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't want to justify the bad behavior, but I, I, I'm seeing the dynamic. Oh, she's just totally asked out right now, but I can't give in uh-huh. or else I am. I'll, I'll, I'll change the subject into you having a hard time. Yeah. And we just start talking about that. And then it's, I can console her about having a hard time and we're not talking about the water. And then it's, I didn't give in. Yeah. It's funny. It's so grating and often so unjustified, like when they whine about water when they're three feet from their cup. Yeah. Like my daughter will ask me for things that she is much closer to than I am, like when I'm clearly like doing something else and she'll do in that whiny voice. It drives you through the roof. I'm also like, I feel like I'm really talking about trying to, uh, you know, understand my kid a lot, but I handle this so shitty so often. And that does not take the form of like, oh, could you say it? Like, I don't understand you. That takes the form of like, I'm not doing that if you ask me that way. That's still pretty nice to really set the the low watermark or the high watermark, whichever way you want to look at it. I, because of Milkless, I think I've been such a good dad. I have not screamed at my kids in six months. I mean, I've just been acing it, but I yelled at my daughter. It was just a perfect storm. And it's like something that you've said, the Mike Tyson quote, like everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. I was doing something for work. My computer froze right as I had done, done like 90 minutes of work. That froze. I realized that I had to go to this Eskimo race that night. Five minutes later, the babysitter's coming. I'm not dressed yet. My daughter needs to eat. She's not eating. She's whining, refusing to eat. I fly in there 10 seconds like, okay, okay, honey, have a, have a bite. Have a bite. <laughs> Let's have a bite. She was like, <laughs> and I could have diffused that bomb. If I had just 90 seconds. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, uh, you, you take a bite. I'm going to go run, get dressed, and then I'll be back. Uh, and, and I go back, check my computer. Yeah, still frozen, still crashed. Lost that 90 minutes of work. Run back out. We're leaving in two minutes. She still had not taken a bite. I'm like, can you take a bite? 
And I still thought I was cool, but the wine put me over the edge. And she goes, yeah, I don't want yeah. And I just screamed at her. I'm like, eat your food. Yeah. Immediate crying. My wife looks at me. She like points to the other room, like not helping, bro. I go back in, get dressed, all sheepish. I come out moping, like, sorry, honey. Like, oh my gosh, Boba. But that wine is what put me over the edge. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I can't think of what else would have done it. Perfect storm. It's not that the wine caused it. I caused it, 100%. But but that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That sucks, man. I'm I'm sorry that happened. It sounds like about what I probably would have done. It's just like... (laughs) I thought I thought the, the the like losing it was like you thought that was behind you. Yeah, like oh, we're doing milkless. Like we're talking about it so much. Yeah, I'm just like really getting better here. Like we're just killing it all the time. Yeah, you do. that's a good maybe a good thing about parenting. It doesn't let you get too cocky. I also feel like like I haven't really hollered at my kids in a while, but I had a fight with my daughter last night. It's just not uncommon. And I feel like almost every time we have a fight, I fuck at least one part of it up. Yeah. I feel like my failure rate is is very high in, in both big and small ways, you know? Yeah. But I mean, sidebar, the thing that you said, you found that study that was like, look, if you're nailing it 30% of the time and you mess up 70, as long as you, if you lose it or you're kind of an asshole, you in earnest apologize and not like a underhanded like, Sorry, but uh, you've been kind of an a-hole back there. If it's like actually like, yo, dad. Can you imagine talking to your kid that way? Sorry, bro, but you were being a bit of an a-hole, man. Maybe when they're 14. No, but the, the four-year-old version of that is like, hey, sorry, but like you should not have done that. Yeah, That's yeah. not an apology as opposed to like, yeah. yo, I blew up there. I was totally not cool. You know how in Catholicism, if you repent, you're just good. Yeah. If you go and like confess and repent, then like whatever you did is cool. Yeah. I just felt like that's a great, if that's true, that's a great like get out of jail card, right? Yeah. That's like what apologizing is for a parent. Yeah. You're allowed to fuck up if you're good at apologizing because you're going to fuck up either way. Um, this is an episode about whining, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, like whining, ladies and gentlemen. Apologizing whining. to our own children about all of our errors. Yeah. But yeah, that's the Catholicism thing's maybe a weird reference. I guess what I mean is like it is amazing how far an apology goes toward repairing a fuck up. And yet we so often don't do it. I don't know. It just feels like if you can kind of swallow your pride and, and do it, you just buy yourself so much more room to be fallible. And also it shows your kids your true self. Anger is a normal human emotion. It can't be part of the plan, but if you do something that you wish you hadn't and you apologize in earnest, that also shows your child that, look, anger happens and you can, you just don't want to raise a kid who gets mad and then doesn't know how to clean it up. Totally. Um, anyway. Well, I mean, I think that's a, that's like a really good reason to, work hard on kind of conditioning your your own responses to whining because like it is that it does fucking wind you up that much and it is often the beginning of a conflict like a lot of like fights start with whines well i think the thing to bring it back to is like what you had said at the beginning it is always caused by something if you take that approach like every time i get in the car i will wear a seatbelt every time a child whines there's a reason and here's a study to kind of round it out for you. <laughs> There's a, Let's dive in, Maxie. Yeah, let's round it out and dive right in here. So this study tested the ability of wines in child-directed speech to attract the attention of listeners. Okay, 
So I don't know how this study actually works, but they took some parents, two very dull stories, each playing into a separate ear, okay? And one of them, the reader would whine occasionally, but they told them that's the ear to ignore. Don't listen to that story. You're going to be tested on the other ear, right? This sounds like torture. 100%. They remembered the whiny ear they were supposed to ignore way better than the other ear. Wow. So again, again, to bring it back and round it out, (laughs) biologically, we hear the whining more. I mean, how many times have you been ignoring your kids? Apologies, like... Listen, we're all good good parents out there. But, <laughs> but sometimes we all ignore our children. Yeah. You're cooking dinner, whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of have a natural response where you're just kind of accidentally stiff arming them. Dismissive. Yeah. 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 One sec. One sec. One sec. One sec. One sec. One sec. The minute they hit that high pitch, <laughs> you can't ignore it. You know what I mean? Well, and what an experience for them because they go from getting nothing, 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 and then suddenly they get a lot. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, what's it? What's it? What's it? What? And they're like, Jesus, that came out of fucking nowhere. But at least I got a big response from the big guy. Yeah, because like I'm pinging this dude and I'm getting nothing back. I need something. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's like I feel so often like when we talk about the ideal ways to do things, we end up blaming ourselves for a lot. Like it is – it is a trying thing about kids that they do this and it, it can present, it can feel like very lazy and it can feel like an accusation and it just is rough. But ultimately the, like the reason that I'm trying to like figure out what she needs is not to like put what's better for her before what's better for me. It's like the more I can figure out what she needs, the quicker I can get her to shut the fuck up and talk like a normal kid again, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but I mean, honestly, you're right. It's literally just like, there's a reason for this. Because a lot of times when your kid is whining. Stop it. God damn it. Stop. (laughs) Fuck. Is that literally, literally, before I learned a lot of this about whining, I just literally was like, in the back of my mind, I would never say this. But it's like, this kid's just be a fucking asshole. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just so annoying. Yeah. That it's hard. If you don't have the knowledge that like, yo, this is like monkeys do this it's 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 the way that kids get their parents attention when the parents aren't paying attention to them just biologically yeah they're not like a total a-hole yeah they just can't like it's funny that there's like when i'm really hungry i'm grumpy but i can still go about my life when my daughter's really hungry the wheels come off man like she can't operate under those circumstances and that's just a a thing that is i guess tough about being a kid and tough about being a parent so yeah, uh, what does it all mean? Whining is frustrating and we're allowed to be frustrated by it, but they're not just doing it to piss us off. They're doing it because they need something. And you toughen them up by teaching them how to take care of themselves, not by not giving them what they need. Yeah. The quicker we can figure out what that is, the quicker we can get them to stop and uh, go back to being a likable human child. Yeah.